Hi, what's up, guys? This is our next edition of our Survivor Chronicles. Talking to some past contestants. Uh, we're trying to get a wide array of old school, new school, middle school, everyone in between. Uh, today we're joined here by Dean Kowalski from Season 39. He came in second place. Uh, Dean, thanks so much uh, for joining. How are you doing? I know you're down there in Mexico. Yeah, man. Struggling through some Wi-Fi. Just got really sunburnt today. So please forgive me on that, but all is good, man. Like you said, I'm in Mexico. Uh, been work from home thing for a whole month. Um, I've been bouncing around some different spots, doing some snowboarding in Utah, Wyoming, Colorado. So work from home is not too too bad. All is good. How are you guys? Doing good. Oops. Yeah, doing good. Keep it busy. It's been fun. Yeah. Um, I uh, definitely want to get into some Survivor stuff with you. Uh, but before going in, I, the question I had to ask coming into this was, I know you were a D1 basketball player, and I think the question that all Survivor fans that know you at this point that they want to know is, do you still got game? <laughs> um, I like to say yes, but there's levels to it. You know, there's levels to this expletive, as everyone says. So can I play with the D1 Young Bucks still? Likely no. But am I one of the top players on the court on a random New York City pickup game? Absolutely. Um, so I, I, I'm still still going out there. They see like the five nine white guy walk up. I'm like, yo, I got next. They look at me like, where are you? Um, and you know, I, I go out there and do my thing a little. And I'm not not always the best guy, but um, I absolutely hold my own and, and play. So good question. But yes, I like to say yes. I still got game. All right, so if, if they were doing uh, Survivor versus Big Brother versus Amazing Race and they needed a Survivor basketball all-star team and you're the captain, Ooh. who are the other four payers you're picking and, picking and you can't pick um, Scott Pollard? <laughs> well, yes, he would have been one. And then RIP to Cliff, too. Um, but I have to go with my boy Tommy Sheehan because not okay. only do we, we got the chemistry, but he has a little height. So that's number mm -hmm. one. Um, I, I've, so honestly, I haven't seen anyone play. I've seen Tommy shoot a basketball and he mm -hmm. looks smooth, but we haven't played, played. I haven't okay. seen anyone, but, um, oh wait, shit. I have, I played with, um, Chris Underwood. We had right before COVID a holiday party in New York with a bunch of survivors and we were drinking and Tommy and I, it was during our season. So we were, feeling ourselves and we were talking a little bit of crap to Chris and Wendell saying that Tommy and I could take them to and nothing was resolved. But the next day I was playing up at Columbia, we had like an open gym and I shot the offer to Chris, Wendell and Tommy. Tommy was going back to Long Island, Wendell back to Philly, but Chris was around town and he pulled up and he's, he's not bad. He's got, he's got the athletic genes in him. Uh, he may, I think he played football in college, but he he can make it happen on the court too. So it's got to be me, Chris, Tommy, Wendell, and honestly, throw some names out there because I don't know if I know. Besides, like Missy from my season, who else mm -hmm. we got? We could use some height, I guess. Yeah, we got a uh, Aris. Aris was a D one basketball player. If, yeah. if we're D one, we'll take him. <laughs> we'll definitely take him. Yeah, I yeah. forget where he went. It was somewhere. I feel like it was somewhere in a southern state. I don't know why I'm yeah. drawing a blank. He, I mean, he D1 played is D1. D1 is D1. Yeah. And, I mean, I didn't even play. I was on the team. But I like to say I have front row seats because I averaged like two minutes a game my senior year. So, And I consider myself, like I said, decent relative to 
the average person. So if he if he got minutes, no matter where it is. Yeah, he's and you're D one. You know, if you're D one, you still get to say you're a D one athlete. It's still a huge yeah. accomplishment. Yeah, if you're D one, you've played your whole life and you know what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I know season 39 didn't finish too, too long ago. I mean, it's still kind of, I know we had this long off season, but it's still fresh in a lot of, uh, survivor fans, uh, minds. Um, and I wanted to ask like, what's life been like since coming back from the Island? Like, is it that much different? Is it completely, are you living a completely different life now? Or was it just different at first? I mean, what's it been since coming back from the Island? Um, I think you can kind of make it what you want. I mean, honestly, I don't know. Like, I think there was some talk on the island of like, when I get back, like I'm using this as a launch pad to do X, Y, Z. From my perspective, don't know if the show is that huge anymore for, mm-hmm. for a general audience. All right. If you're on the bachelor, bachelorette, okay. Like stuff like that. But I don't know if survivors got that juice anymore to like really change you, you know? Um, I mean, when I initially got back first, and a couple layers of the questions like it was an absolute shock just like physically emotionally mentally i didn't want to work for months like that was a shock um when i was in new york like then then you like kind of get back into life without it on tv and then once it gets on tv your life kind of changes again like all your friends that you have families around you maybe get recognized on the street once or twice especially in new york it wasn't really that that big of a deal but i imagine for some of these folks in smaller towns it's like everyone's tuned in everyone's hollering at you when you're on the streets and stuff but no that wasn't too bad but um then after that was the post actual airing right and then you kind of you kind of ride that wave a bit you got people sliding your dms or your followers are going up that type of stuff but if you want to like really submit yourself to that i think you can probably ride it for a bit but again i don't know where what it's launching you to i don't know if it's that extravagant but mm-hmm. honestly i never really wanted to take I, I, I love Survivor and I love who it's made me and the part of me it has, but I don't want my life to be defined necessarily by Survivor. So I'm kind of just back in it. When I meet people, like it's a great story to have, but I don't want to be that guy who's like, that's my one trick pony, you know, kind of thing. So um, I would say to conclude, back to normal-ish with a nice fun fact to have, a, a amazing fun fact mm-hmm. to have. But yes, pretty much back to normal. For sure. Yeah. Um, and to dive in a little bit uh, to your season specifically, um, I was rooting for you, especially towards the end of the show. Uh, you were definitely one of the people I was I was rooting for watching it live. Uh, what was cool about your game is I was, of course, I was trying to think of uh, I was trying to think of someone who and of course, you know, we only know what the edit shows us. But from a fan's perspective, it looked like you were playing a much, uh, you know, kind of laid back, chill go with the flow type game. And then like in the last couple, like two or three episodes, it just seems like you went from like, you know, to quote the great Drake zero to a hundred real quick. Um, is that, is that what it was actually like? Is that just what the edit showed us? Um, I mean, is that, is that yeah. how it kind of came across to you? Um, well, I mean, that was the plan all along. And by the way, Drake's my favorite. So thank you for <laughs> quoting my man. Um, we- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, um, the, the plan was always to lay low, never be the loudest guy, never be the smartest guy, never try to take control, you know, never be the most liked guy. Um, but other people stepped in and filled those roles, so I didn't need to. And I think my, my default demeanor, except if, like, it's a party environment with drinks and stuff, like, I can get somewhat outgoing, 
but my default demeanor is more laid back, honestly. So especially when you're starving out there and you don't have that extra energy, like I'm not the mm -hmm. most talkative by default, but yes, it was part of my strategy. I mean, I think it was Joe Anglum who was like, it's like a horse race. Like you need to save up. And then when you hit that final lap, it's, you need to go for it. So that was always the plan. Um, and to be honest, I don't think I could have executed that plan better in terms of having such a big splash at the end. Um, mm -hmm. Like it was, I wasn't expecting all those freaking things to line up the way they did and then have it. So as they were coming in, I was like, wow, this is like, this is, is maybe, this is like million dollar shit. When I found that idol, I was like, this is a million dollar, boom, it's done. And I think I just got in my own head and like a, perhaps like a little too cocky in the sense that I was pushing what I achieved and not necessarily playing to the jury because at the end of the day, they need to like me better than the other guys. And mm -hmm. right, it's less of, sometimes it's less about accolades and more about just who they like better. Um, but to go back to your point, stop rambling. That was the plan. I think it went very, very well. Um, but I'll caveat with this is uh, some people, especially my friends and family, they're like, but you were such a doofus in the beginning. Like you were tripping over logs and losing every puzzle. Like, were you doing that on purpose? And honest, honestly, I wish I could say, yes, I was doing that on purpose. And then I flipped the switch and now I'm finally winning towards the end. I was freaking trying on all the puzzles at the beginning. That is absolutely was terrible. Something just clicked at the end there and things fell into place and we ratted off a couple W's. So, yeah. Um, yeah, to piggyback off of your uh, big splash, you know, uh, I, a lot of people hate it, but I want to hear your defense of it. What's your defense of the idle nullifiers? <laughs> no, of course a lot of people hate it. Um, so my defense is that in order to successfully play an idle nullifier, you need additional knowledge. Yeah. Right? You need to know who has, potentially has an idol, who has it, who's, even if someone has it playing it for themselves, when are they playing it, right? There's a lot of shit that goes into it to play it successfully. Um, and to that end, I literally saw Tommy and Janet from across the woods. They show a good scene of it when I'm with Elaine. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I, I knew that, right? And then I eventually got the knowledge from Tommy and Lauren behind Janet's back. So that's part of it. It's not just like, oh, cool, you got an all-nighter fire. Like, you're about to flip the whole game. You still need that extra half of knowledge. But I don't know. I think a lot of people hate even beyond the idol nullifier on just the island of the idols in general, um, right? And that kind of surprises and advantages come purely by chance, right? And can change the whole game. Um, and I think that's the point to create drama by the producers and stuff, but um, like it's not earned, it's not achieved, right? You're not finding something. I mean, I had to flip a friggin' coin and there's, if I lost the flip of coin, there's no downside. You know, so or maybe there was maybe I like lost my vote or something, but limited downside, I guess. So I don't know. That's my defense. You take it, Gideon. I, I mean, I'll take it, and and you know, I agree with you because you know I'm constantly surrounded by all these survivor gurus who are like, oh, the auto nullifier is an insult to the game. But I mean, you're right. There is that shot of you know not to talk down on Janet. Janet, if you're watching this, please don't hate me. I'm play. I know I'm playing with you right now on an online game. Like, don't. Okay. Anyways, no. Um, <laughs> You know, there's that shot. They blatantly find the idol in the open. And, and you know, and there's yeah. that shot of you looking over. And that's why, you know, when you have an idol, you don't tell people you have the idol mm -hmm. usually for that very reason, because there's always something that can happen. And so, yeah, I, I completely understand your defense. I wish people wouldn't hate on it as much. I understand why people don't like it, I guess. But yeah, yeah. you need that knowledge, of course. Like you have to write down 
the name on the back of the nullifier you're playing on. That's an extra mm -hmm. layer. It's not just nullifying any idol that's played. Yeah. I mean, shit. I mean, we, I think we all feel for Janet because I think without that, she wins the game because mm -hmm. she plays it. She gets the four. She can be all of us in fire, at least those who are remainder me, Tommy, Lauren, and Nora. And then honestly, I think she's the most liked out of everyone. So um, we all feel for her. But thanks for, thanks for at least taking some of my defense. <laughs> No, it's a, it's a good play. I, 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 I don't hate on it. It's a good play from you, dude. You, you got to do what you got to do to stay alive in the game. Take out the threats. Yeah. And it's not to say, like, there's always some sort of luck involved, I think, is it, you know, in yeah. the game itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wanted to ask, um, and I hate to, you know, I wanted to I wanted to keep this all positive. So sorry if this, if this is dwelling in the negative. But, uh, like, if you look at, you know, your second place finish, do you looking back on it? Do you equate it more to um, anything you did wrong, or was it just that Tommy played such a great game, or is it a combination of both, or is it something yeah. else? I think a combination of both. Um, right, it comes down to you need people to like you to be close with you, um, and I think once you get so deep in the game, like your personality, your smile, your stories, right, only take you so far. You need true connections. And not only like true like personal connections, but so deep in the game, I believe personal connections are then fueled further when you're playing together, when you're strategizing, right? And Tommy was really, really good at that and playing with multiple people in different pockets, myself, Lauren, Janet, Dan, right? He, he was playing with everyone and everyone thought they were his number one. Meanwhile, I, I was very confident in the path that I had, right, when it was like, with Elaine and Elizabeth and whoever, or with Tommy and Lauren, and, and we kind of had paths mapped out. And I was confident in that, and I didn't extend myself to others, especially in strategizing, right? Because I was confident in that path, I'm gonna go that way. Meanwhile, Tommy had his hands everywhere, kind of everyone was, if you like, you think of a Venn diagram or orbit, like everyone was touching Tommy in some way. And for that reason, and he mm -hmm. held it with them so deep in the game, like hats off to him, he, he crushed it in that sense. but. Um, he still didn't win anything, and I, I could say that very confidently. <laughs> I still give him shit about it, but I mean, I guess that's even more credit to his game, right? He didn't have to win anything, and he still got the dub. So, no, I, I could have done more of connecting, but he also obviously played great. So, both to your question, Adam. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and going. Uh, I wanted to ask you about Tom. You're getting. Did you want to tell him what we were just just working on? Uh, <laughs> I think you might want to explain it. <laughs> Okay, well, we we were we were just working on a video uh, that we uh, we're, we're launching on our on our podcast here, where we're we were going one by one uh, every single winner in Survivor from from Hatch all the way to uh, Tony Velachos, I believe it's pronounced, and we were tier ranking uh, from uh, D to S. Um, uh, I think we, we we only allow for four in the S, but um, we both put Tommy in the in the B in the B category. Um, with with the potential leaning leaning more toward A, so B leaning more toward A. I'm curious, having played with him, do you think you'd also put him in B, or or where would you put? Where do you think you'd put Tommy in the in the tier yeah. rank for winners? I mean, it's I think it's one. Let me caveat this: is one to play with someone, one thing. It's another mm. to watch the dudes and the females on TV, right? Who win? Yeah. Um, so he's all he's all I know. He's the only winner I truly know. And from what I know, 
he's got to be A or B. I mean, right. He, I mean, I have confidence in my game and what I did out there and, and the fact that he did what he did was super impressive. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll take a B for my boy, but it's got to be A or B. Yeah. He had good yeah. competition. I mean, I mean, there is some really good competition from yeah. you, from Lauren, from Janet. Uh, Elaine was a strong social. I, yeah. as well. I think I all mean, the, I think, yep. I agreed. It was actually a very, very stacked cast. Yeah, a lot of I think a lot of people, at least in my in my years, my friends and family, of course, they advise towards me. But I also think perhaps the more casual fan, they value the idols, the challenge wins, that type of stuff, which I had, right? And I think most of my people are casual fans, and plus they have my back, so they're like, he didn't do anything, blah blah blah. But like. <laughs> It's yeah. that social part that's the biggest part of the game, which I think any deeper Survivor fan understands. And mm-hmm. so he probably gets a lot of surface level hate, but he knows what the hell he was doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, you know, like my, in my family was a house divided when it came to the uh, final tribal council because uh, Island of the Idols is actually what got my family back into watching Survivor nice. again. I think we stopped after 32 and got back into it at 39 and like we we binge watched like the first eight episodes and then like we're keeping up with it pretty closely from there and like we were like well dean has all these wins uh he found the idol he played him correctly he got the nullifier it was good plays and then my dad was like what's you know survivors 80 percent social gideon you never know <laughs> you know but you're right you know a, a lot of the a lot of the casual survivor fans were going for you and probably thought you were going to win. And I thought you were going to win. I, I, I thought, yeah, I, I thought I was going to win, honestly. <laughs> and then, and then Tommy, Tommy and I were like going back and forth. Like it was an eight mile rap battle, like in final travel council. And I was like, every rebuttal that he had, I was like, Oh fuck. Like I, he just put me down like so much. Yeah. No, honestly, like going in, I was like really confident and perhaps mm-hmm. to my downfall, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another thing about Tommy too, like, um, like we, you know, like I said, we we lean more towards putting him in that like B category. But I think another thing too is like his win is so recent that like the impact and like the resonation of his win really hasn't been felt because it mm-hmm. happened so soon. I mean, so did Tony's, but Tony obviously beat all winners with no votes yeah. cast against him. So like, it's exactly. easy to kind of put him. Yeah. So it's, it's, I think maybe Tommy's win needs a few years for us to look back and really be like, wow, that was, that was really one of the best like new school wins. Um, So, you know, people just start, you know, not winning challenges at all and just try to make really deep connections going forward. Then yeah, we can say Tommy's an A, but we'll see how that goes. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. I wanted to ask uh, with, um, Another player that we from your season that we really haven't mentioned yet was uh, Karishma. I wanted to ask, do you remember how many times you voted for Karishma? <laughs> I don't remember all the time. Man. I think it's a, it, I think she texted me that it's a record, right, for someone voting for another person. Was it in the teens? Is this 12, 13? Is that even possible? No, you you voted for her uh, five times, but that ties oh, the record. <laughs> That ties the record for the most times one person has voted for. I probably, I probably felt like it was in the teams. <laughs> yeah, my counter was off. But honestly, it was like every day, like, I just need to vote her out. And I was, I was stuck on it. But, oh, man. Yeah, yeah she gives me shit about that all the time. She, <laughs> she and I get along very, very well now. But on the island, I wanted nothing to do with her. 
and we're very yeah. frank about that now. And I'm glad our relationship has blossomed to what it is. She's a fun, fun girl off the, off mm -hmm. the island. And I think she admits that too. Okay. Mm -hmm. Good to know she's good off the island. Yes. Yeah. Uh, on the island, at least to the fans, uh, yeah, it seemed that it wasn't wouldn't be fun to live with her. <laughs> yeah, now she's a she's a fun gal. Her husband Drew, their whole family is super fun at the finale in December. My my family is rather a party family, with so my parents and my brothers and stuff. And they said that the most one of the most fun families out there were the um, Christmas family. And there was some talk of a potential Kowalski Patel Thanksgiving down in Texas. <laughs> Um, oh. But obviously, COVID and stuff came around. But maybe in the mm -hmm. coming years, yeah, yeah, it's been cool. I know she's done a couple of like the sequester games and like some some of, like the survivor chats. So it's been uh, it's been cool. She kind of seemed like from the edit we got, it seemed like someone who just would want nothing to do with Survivor yeah. um, after coming off. But it's been cool that she's kind of adapted into the community pretty yeah. pretty quick. That's so. funny. Um, yeah, honestly, the contrast is is really crazy. Like in person, mm -hmm. she's so bubbly and outgoing, which you could probably tell from the sequesters and whatnot and the interviews and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, but out on the island, she's just so draining. I think mm -hmm. for herself and others. <laughs> but outside, she's really a fountain of, of joy and positivity and energy. So it's mm -hmm. the contest as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. I wanted to. Yeah. yeah. I um I wanted to ask too. Um, in my opinion, I think you're a lock to come back and return, or at least at least I think you're a lock to be asked to come back. So, I want to ask one: Would you, if they asked you, and two, like if you got to choose what type of season to come back, like would you want to do like Second Chance? Would you want to do like Heroes and Villains two? Yeah. Uh, you know, hear fans' favorites. Like if you if you got to pick, what do you yeah. think you you'd want to come back on? Um, so answer is yes, absolutely. Um, Good to I got hear. My, my phone. I may not have service down here in Mexico, but I'm, <laughs> I'm there. Hit me on the email, text, whatever. Um, what type of season? I definitely don't want to do one where it's um, returnees and new new fans. I think it's just so difficult for the returnees to make it that they'll always get targeted. So definitely mm -hmm. don't want to do one of those. I got to throw in the plug for Blood vs. Water because listen to this story. First ever season, my older brother, three years old, me, Steven, watched was my season. That was in December. He has since watched all seasons that exist. <laughs> a part of it due to COVID, but he is yeah. friggin' addicted and hooked. So mm -hmm. if we get that call, he's with me. Um, but Devin over attorneys. And then the other thought, why, why is you were meant to listen to those off? A heroes versus villains. I'm just curious, where would, where would I be? I gotta be a hero, a villain. <laughs> I think I'd be in the villain camp, but I'm. That's not really. Yeah, I don't why would you put yourself as a villain? I think just like that edit towards the end of like, you know, the aggressive gameplay or something. Like I don't know, but I mean, help me out here. I would love to be a hero. Adam, where are you putting them, bro? Because oh shoot, uh, that's tough. Because I feel like I, I don't. I don't feel like you fit like the survivor hero or villain mode. Yeah. I feel like you're kind of like a like a. I don't even want to say like an anti here. I don't know. I, don't, I feel like I feel like I feel like that wouldn't be the season for you. <laughs> yeah. So we'll stick with Blood vs. Water. Cool. Yeah. Or a, se a second chances would be fine. Honestly, yeah, if we were all at second place, folks, that would be mm -hmm. super cool. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is there is there anyone else from uh, season thirty nine you think deserves um, to come back and play again? Oh, good question. 
Um, hmm. Um, heck, with the idle nullifier, like I said, Jenna had it lined up to win without that. If she still got in there, especially at, at like she's one of the oldest females rights ever play. Like if she still got in there, that would be an amazing story. Mm -hmm. um, I think I think Lauren was so so close. Mm -hmm. uh, honestly, I it was funny because as we were approaching the end there, I personally wanted to go against Tommy more than Lauren because I thought mm -hmm. Lauren had even deeper and more connections on the jury than Tommy did. So mm -hmm. perhaps. Perhaps Lauren, and then I, I always think about my girl Elaine, who, by the way, um, I married this past September up at her farm in Kentucky. We had a, a small little group out there, um, but she—I don't know. One, she's just entertaining, so I'd love to see her on the TV screen again. Mm -hmm. Perhaps to the point where she's too entertaining and so socially liked by every and all everyone. I don't know if she'd do well again, but <laughs> I want her on my TV screen. She's the man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what's cool about Island the Idols. Like once it hit the merge, I was like, "Wow, there's a lot of people on this merge tribe that I feel like have a good chance of winning." And a lot in in beyond that merge episode, it felt like a lot of people's games only went up. So it was it was it was interesting. You know, usually you'd survive, especially in the new school seasons. It feels like once the merge happens, because you know, new school players know to get the threats out early. So yeah. usually once that merge happens, it's like, all right, there's like three or four guys tops that could win but it was cool watching 39 i was like wow there's there's a decent amount of, of i'm gonna say everybody but there were some players out there yeah so do you uh do you have a personal favorite season i mean besides 39 besides 39 i mean to be honest i'm kind of basic when it comes to the seasons and i it was all because it was the first one that really kicked it off for me was mm -hmm. tony's first one like in kagayan so mm -hmm. that one, that one did it for me. Okay. Now, yeah. does your brother does your brother have a favorite season since he just rewatched uh, or, re or watched all of them? Um, I have texts from him actually because I, like I said, I've really only watched. I watched. I went back and watched a couple as I was like prepping and stuff. But since Kyrian on was really my only viewing experience, and so mm -hmm. during COVID there was a couple that I went back on, and he um, was the one to recommend to me. So I don't know exactly which one he said. But he's definitely has a whole list, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very cool, man. I uh, the last mm -hmm. question I wanted to ask was, uh, I know, um, I know you had mentioned in one of your pregame interviews um, that Wendell was was a, was a character that you, uh, I don't say model, maybe maybe modeled your game after, or like drew some at least drew some inspiration from. And I know you told me the same during the uh, when we did the top one hundred interview. So it's cool, you guys are. Um, are friends now? Would you ever want to? Were you first of all? Were you rooting for him in, in Winners at War? And, and would you ever want to play with him? So yes, he was definitely one of the guys I was rooting for. Um, we met we met a couple of times in person now, and he's just a chill, likable, down to earth guy. Honestly, um, mm -hmm. so yes, um, I will say I think he tried to copy me with the high top Nikes <laughs> out on the island, though. Um, I think he denies that, but I do think that. Um, and um, what was the second part of the question? So yes, I was rooting for him, but I want to play with him. Um, honestly, yeah, why not? I think we're, I think we're like we like each other enough. Again, it's, our relationship isn't that deep, but we know each other a little well that we we get along a bit. 
And also, honestly, the people I want to play against are folks that I think will take the limelight in front of me who connect as somewhat of a shield. And obviously, he being a winner, he being on twice, um, he being a little bit slightly more loud than me, I think he fits that mold perfectly. So why not? And he's, he's a fun guy to be around. That's what you want. You want the shield, fun guy to be around, and he'd be good on your trip. So why not? Mm -hmm. uh, challenge us. Yeah. Very cool. I also wanted to ask while I got you here, um, in your opinion, I mean, I don't want you to speak on his behalf. I know that, um, you know, Tommy hadn't uh, won yet by the time they were casting winners at war, but if his win had come earlier, do you think he would have uh, wanted to come out there and play? I think I think it would have been uh, great to see him because he, he's a new school winner, but he kind of reminds me of more of an old school game in a way. Yeah, it's been very, very interesting. Um, to see like the most recent person out there, because right, mm -hmm. everyone on that season came with so much history and mm -hmm. accolades that they that I think honestly I think Tommy would have been playing an uphill game, uh, fighting an uphill battle because right if he were to get to the end, he doesn't have that story of look I'm Tony or I'm Sarah or I'm whoever mm -hmm. I had this target on my back from the beginning and I still made it. He like he would have had to fight that narrative of. The new guy kind of skated by. No one was really gunning for you. So he would have probably had to make bigger moves just to prove himself out there. So I think he would have been in a tough spot. But, I mean, he's been a lifelong fan, so I hope he wouldn't have denied it if they asked. Mm -hmm. Awesome. No, it would have been, been cool to see him. Uh, yeah. For sure. So hope, hopefully, they'll, I don't know if they'll ever. I don't know if they have enough players now to to do a second Winners at War. Maybe maybe twenty yeah. years from now. But um, <laughs> it'd be it'd be it'd for sure it'd be cool to see him back. Um, yeah. And you as yeah. well. Lots of yeah. people from Island of Idols. I think I think yeah. deserve uh, deserve the nod to come back. Um, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that deserve to come back from that. Hey, respect, respect. I love I love this about our season. We get a lot of hate for our season. So big ups from you guys. Of course, of course. Um, well, cool, man. Uh, I think that's a cool place, a uh, good place to cap it off. Um, so thanks again for joining us. Hope you enjoy. I don't know how much time you got left down there in Mexico. I got – I've only been here a week, so a couple more weeks. Uh, end of March okay. I'm here. Yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. Well, enjoy the rest of your time. Um, thanks for coming on. Appreciate you coming yeah, on. Um, have a good thanks rest of your trip, man. That was, that was a good time. I appreciate it. And let's get this friggin' show back on the air, huh? Yeah, I, I know we're I know we're moving in that direction, yeah. Oh yeah, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fellas. We'll see you. All right.